There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Match Ball. Welcome to the show. Brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors. There is a 10% discount on offer on legal services. On your legal fees, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Say some words about Levi Solicitors, please, Michael. They're ace and they sponsor us and we're the podcast of a really good football team. So use them for legal stuff and get discounts on Will's probate and conveyancing. And love those things too, business legal services. They're so, award nominated, aren't they? They are. Yeah, so the Wills so and this the Wills. we could talk about if you thought about it. <laughs> Let's talk about football, but yeah, they are they are shortlisted for the Wills and Probate Awards. I did notice that the other day. Is that right, is it? Yeah, big big one, that. Um, super duper, that was, wasn't it? Just just on a really nice day out. It's been bloody lovely. It's been ages, hasn't it? Yeah. Since we've had a day like that at Ellen Road, where you can just turn up and go, yeah, just good. Just everything was fun. I must admit, first half... It felt a bit like holding that I we, knew you'd have we should have. No, we I should knew. Have, it doesn't matter. It was written off by what happened in the second half because we did score. But you know, the way the first half had gone at Hull, we went in thinking, oh, but yeah, we should really be at least a goal up here. Yeah. I hope the second half. Such was our dominance. I hope the second half doesn't turn and we don't win this, but then we did. Kind of surprised that it all turned out because mm. the, the normal thing to happen would have been to play that one in the first half and then, yeah, just concede straight after half time or just before. Either would have been fine. And then go on to lose in a really annoying, um, upsetting way. But we didn't. We no. won. And yeah, try that. Because the wins after Christmas were all. It's April the fourth. <laughs> the last time we won at home, I think was that Forest. <laughs> Will have been yeah. Tense old game that wasn't it? Yeah. And before and, that, well, they've, well, they've been tense for two seasons, yeah. haven't they? Well, before that was Southampton. I think the last time we had a game like this, and I don't want to raise any. Um, ghosts at this point was probably beating Chelsea this mm. time last year yeah it was. another 3 nil. just pure unadulterated fun mm. wasn't it that day as well when we all thought Brendan Aronson never seen a better player mm. we'll learn we'll learn from those things and maybe not get too carried away however Jorginho Rutter does seem to have just um, sewn up the Ballon d'Or unless mm. Archie Gray gets back in the team I'm absolutely here for his redemption arc it's one of the most beautiful things I've seen in football in a long time and do you know what he's here for it too which yeah. is the fun thing because he could I don't know, I, there's, there's a respectable way in, it, there's two respectable ways to do it he could just get his head down and play well and say things like you know oh, I've still got to be working hard I've got lots of proof or he could just really fucking enjoy it which he is doing yeah. just pumping his fist at the end to the to people singing his <coughs> name and stuff and I'm, I kind of prefer that yeah, I was going to say for the benefit of anybody who didn't see um on LUTV or on the visual radio um, after 
the game finished. They played marching on together in the stadium, which everyone sung along to, and then they played status quo, rocking all over the world. So we had some nice, a nice chance to sing to our Dutch players. But then Jorginho was back of the lap of applause at the back of it. Um, everybody else was kind of making their way around. And then the song started coming out for him because he'd just sort of hung back and he got appreciation from like, all four sides of the ground, which was absolutely beautiful. I really, really enjoyed that. He what's loved the, it. What's the connection between rocking all over the world and the Dutch? Somerville, Strike and Pirot is the song. Oh, okay. Yeah. There is no connection There is no between. connection, but it's, it's the song. Yeah. Right, I didn't know it. I thought you'd, there was like... It was, Francis Rossi loved pancakes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Smoking a pancake. I don't know if... Did Rutter need to redeem himself? No, done anything wrong, did he? It was Victor Alter that... that made a mistake in buying him when he wasn't the right player for the right time and all that. It's but. almost, with some of these players, look at the way Somerville's playing, you can see what Nyonto's got and uh, who else was good. Dan James, all that kind of stuff. You can sort of say, oh, well, maybe maybe Victor Orta did sign some good players and Rutter was a, a good signing if we did overpay a little bit. But then you remember he gave him to that fucking motivational speaking cheese brain knobhead <laughs> to do nothing with. <laughs> so, oh, I brought you all these really skillful players. What are you going to do with them? Absolutely nothing because you've hired a Bird brain. It's, Bird great. brain. It's, it's a fantastic insult. That, that wins insult of the week. Yeah. And then we get a, a proper manager and yeah. give them some time. And we don't loan Dan James <laughs> to Fulham because Dan James was pretty good against mm-hmm. two assists. The, f- was the it, first was, was, one. It the, was it a corner? From, was it? Did he take the corner? He did. Yeah. Straight onto Sam Byram's head. A towering header. And the cross for the first one. I mean... Peru didn't need anything else apart from that because the ball just landed on his foot in front of an empty goal. That Dan James crossed it. Dan James crossed it. <laughs> so <laughs> a winger went down the wing out wide and crossed it to a centre forward who we actually bought in the summer and he put it in the net. Imagine that yeah. as a formula to I succeed. Like Peru's goals have they seem to have all been like just standing in the middle of the of the goal and putting it, it in. Today, don't I think now we're starting starting to get to know Peru a little bit. You can see he's kind of a classic centre forward. Well, apart from the fact that he keeps dropping deep, but in terms of how he arrives late in the box. And then there's times when you think, you know, he's not really doing much, but then he just pops up and scores mm. goals and he just keeps scoring them, and that's good. Yeah, he's kind of hovering. Because the thing we saw first half and what felt like it was going to be frustration is trying to get through a really panicky, rubbishy team that just wants to sit in its own um, penalty area. And the thing that what struck me about today was it wasn't like, because uh, the big concern is how will we break down a team if they've come to part of the bus? Watford didn't. I think we just kept attacking them so much that all their players just went and stood chaotically in their penalty area and milled around. There wasn't like a real organised defence that we were trying to break. And that means it's probably a good idea for Peru to just kind of edge around it and kind of go like, oh, look for a gap and then put the ball into that gap and see what that can happen. But it was Rutter who sent uh, James away Mm. for the goal as well. So he's not just... And then he got the assist for Anthony at the end. So he's not just kind of... Um, all the skills and the tricks and the back heels and the flicks. He's actually affecting games. His bit of his bit of build up for the first goal was great as well. The little yeah. turn in midfield. It was delightful. Beautiful. He did that, another he did another turn right towards the end as well, which was ridiculous. I think he I think it was passed into him and his first touch just completely sent everyone the wrong way and he was yeah. he was running away with it. It was just it was just such good fun. You know, I was as much as we ever paid for him, he's probably not the number nine we needed last year, et cetera, et cetera. And he's still gonna frustrate us a lot this year. Because like the, the chance he missed in the first half, for example, you know, you think, you know, he really, he really should probably be scoring that, or at least doing better with it. But then you looked at who they had at number nine today, and it was who just was that, that bastard, that big useless fucking yeah. lump. It was just, it was just <laughs> fouling people all day. He did it first ten seconds. He just yeah, went just straight in on Strout. Yeah, I noticed that. That he should, he should have been booked for that. Yeah, but well, the referee. I mean, if we want to do talk about the uh, so it's Mileta Rahovic, um, who yeah, Wikipedia just says bastard. Yeah. 
Big bastard. Yeah. Very, very long bastard. Um, VLB. Mm. He's a new mm. signing from uh, Kalmar FF, um, which I'm sure Marcus Antonsen used to play for them. So their standards have dropped. He reminded me somewhat of Edgar Charney in his general his general play because he was absolutely useless. Totally. But yeah, the first it was the sort of thing strikers used to do in the like in the nineties. Don't be wrong, but yeah, they just pumps it forward and straight away, just no interest in the ball, just yep. barged into Strauss ribs and then um, brought Cooper down, then kicked him in the head. Yeah, and did we get a yellow card? No, no. no. The, the only ref- person who did was Rutter for the referee standing was called, a bit near a free kick. The referee was called Jeremy Simpson. Yeah, and then they took the free kick too quickly, and then nobody got booked for it. Booted the ball halfway across the pitch, and referee's like, oh, yeah, that, that was all right, but. Mm. Um, there was a little murmur of discontent in the first half, wasn't there? When you could see we were repeating the pattern of the Wednesday game of getting a little bit frustrated and not quite being able to get in behind them and missing chances, all that kind of thing. And uh, we were then sort of passing the ball around at the back and there's just that little that little rumble of discontent of like, get it forward, like start playing between... Because we started quite, quite brightly playing between the lines. We actually played some quite high-risk football, I noticed, through midfield. And then it kind of tailed off. And I think we were just waiting for them to kind of come out and try and uh, start pressing us further up the pitch so we get a bit more space to play in. Mm. But there was that, just that murmur of discontent when it wasn't quite working from the crowd. And you, and you feel like we've got to the end today and it's another bit of evidence of us understanding how this team wants to play and how it intends to win, which think, is to be patient at times, but to keep playing good football, keep doing the right things and hopefully it pays off in the end, which it did today. I think the discontent in the first half as well was... a a bit like the whole game. You you watched having watched them back to back, you almost came like came to halftime thinking if we just found another keeper who's having like the best day of his life again because he he made a really good save for Ampadu early on, didn't he? Then there was the Somerville one, which sometimes would go in. He saved from Bruto when he went across the middle, and you know you just thought, why can we just not score past him? It's not fair. Why do mm. people keep playing so well against us? But then it didn't really matter. I think the frustration Dan's talking about is generally seems to be happening when either. Melier or Cooper were too long on the ball. People don't like mm. that. But there's two things. Is one I've noticed. I noticed it against the whole game in particular. Against the whole game in the whole game. Whenever we have the ball like that, and whatever we do with it, we generally we're not giving the ball away uh, in midfield. We're not giving the ball away in defence. Usually, we pretty much always end up in the other team's penalty area. Mm. Whether we have to go and like if it's six yeah. one twos between yeah. Cooper and Melier to get there, and if it's like. Somerville's down the wing and then he goes, oh, actually, now we're going to go around and we'll, we'll take it agent. But it ends up in the penalty area. Whereas Watford and Hull, never getting into our penalty area, barely getting into our final third. They did they had one touch, said Phil. I think it was at halftime. Did he tweet out saying that um, they'd had one touch in our penalty area? Don't have in the to read his half. tweets. No. Use the evidence of your own eyes. He was telling the truth. <laughs> well, people, a, lot of, a lot of people couldn't see it because um, I follow went down the whole thing, uh, the EFL thing. Which match report that you did recently, Moscow, was it where you touched on the idea actually that they say it, we're so efficient that we might even be considered boring. Was it the Millwall? Yeah, we're quite calm because the, yeah. the Millwall game was really uh, enjoyable, but we just kind of took it really easy and so, so in control. Yeah. Scored, yeah. So there's like, and I think that's there's a there's an element with Ellen Road at the moment where it's like get some urgency, get the ball forward, go faster. Whereas the in the second half when that happened, Cooper was on the ball for ages, and you could hear people going fucking. Do something, get in there. There was a pass to Shackleton, it gave back to him. And then it popped in midfield. Rutter beats to bam, Dan James goal. Yeah. So it was kind of a, it was, I don't want to get into, I mean, it's one of the worst things. I don't know why I keep thinking of um, our friend from Minnesota, but when Jesse Marsh used to be like, these fans, they'll learn how to cheer to support the tactics. Um, <laughs> but there is an element of that with Ellen Drow doesn't seem quite used yet to the idea of 
um, it's okay if Melier just sort of stands mm-hmm. on the ball for a while and gives it to Cooper and gets it back. Because it's... it's Possession isn't its control. Yeah, and I think that's what I sort of meant is we're learning and we're having to learn that actually it's not, it doesn't have to be gung-ho all the time. There's going to be pa- uh, periods of patient build-up because when that was happening and those little murmurs of discontent were going round, I thought about your match report. I thought, yeah, we're just having to kind of, we're, we actually are having to learn about the style of football, ironically enough. And I think we're getting there now because we're starting to see the results. And players are learning what they can do as well. And because, yeah, what I wrote in the Millwall thing is because we don't have a Pablo Hernandez and we don't have uh, a Buendia that um, Farker had at Norwich. So there isn't a player that you can give the ball to every single time who's then going to make something really good happen. So it's not, if you're Melier and your options are Byram, Shackleton, Ampadu, Kamara, like, well, not, not those as a playmaker. So there's a bit more of a, a reason to be a bit more cautious and to go, let's not, we don't need to take unnecessary risks because we're three goals better than Watford if we just chill. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah, to do the quality of the opponent, as uh, as Brandon's just mentioning. Yeah, that it's just getting used to it, isn't it? And I think we're not used to being the dominant team. It's not happened for so long. We also haven't won for months. Yeah, but there's, 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 that, there's that residual kind of sense of, we remember Bielsa Ball when we controlled everything and we were glorious, even in the Premier League. So we've kind of got that as a, a reference point. And there's been talk of Bielsa around Farker. And yet we endured this kind of 18 months of this dreadful football um, in the wake of, of Bielsa. And I think we're just trying to find our way back to hmm. um, to understanding what it's going to look like, how it's going to work when it works. Um, and it and it did work today and it worked brilliantly. And I think there's a probably a greater understanding. The crowd are getting a greater understanding about what the team is doing. We're learning how to cheer. And we and we bloody well bloody did cheer, didn't we, today? Because it do was feel, just lovely. I do feel like today has got, has potentially got sort of season changing vibes about it. I know we've, we're coming off a week where we've already won. <laughs> Chelsea. We've already won 3-0. Yeah, it could be that as well. But I think potentially you can go, you can come away from today though and go actually for the first time in ages, I actually feel some warmth towards the League United team because is it is it this is it today year, or is it just an accumulation of stuff over the course of this week? Probably is, but I think it's important to do it at home in front of the biggest number of Leeds fans you can, and that was that was just a nice feeling. It felt like everyone has left Ellen Road happy for the first time in a very long time, mm. and I can and I can. If I was if I was so inclined, I would be happy to go and have any of those players' names on my shirt. <laughs> at get, the end of you, today. Want, you should get a tattoo whereas, on your face. Whereas at the end of last season, if you said you, you've got to get a player on the shirt, you'd be like, "Do I? Mm. Can I? It's, it's, can I just put Archie Gray on, even though I've not seen him play yet, just because I'm sick of all these losers?" So yeah, I feel like there's a bit of love back for them all of a sudden. Yeah, we're we're, we're learning how to love again, aren't we? There's yeah. another good uh, thing about today um, that until we get into some specifics, but as a generality. So Archie Gray didn't play, mm-hmm. Kamara played, not a problem. Luke Ayling didn't play, uh, Sam Byron played, fine. And Joe Roden didn't play, Liam Cooper played. I actually thought defensively he was great today. Like see, The way he's reading the game was really good. Hilarious when he, he was going after a ball so slowly that Glenn Kamara had to do, the, do his <laughs> yeah. running for it. But, that, you know, here's what he is, the, 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 uh, the state of his career that he is. But I thought, like, his reading of things defensively, fine. So those were the changes. And then um, some of them replacing Nonso. Not a problem. So we made four changes, mm. which is a, a good sign going forward because if Luke Ayling comes back in next game, probably be fine. And Archie Gray can take over from Kamara. Don't know about Groove. <laughs> I think as well, I think it is testament to the him Groove. literally do not know anything about it. No. But it's testament to the players we've signed as well that you can buy someone, people like... Kamara and Byram are just very safe signings who know what they're doing and I think that's a crucial difference to throwing someone who's completely 
inexperienced or yeah. new to the league in, in there. And I, I know Karan's been playing in Scotland, but it's not, not exactly the same, but he's basically Sorry, everybody. semi-retired, hasn't he, for <laughs> yeah. a few years. But, you know, he's, a, he's an experienced international. He's had, he's had like... four competitive games a season. <laughs> <laughs> and some Europe, and lost some European games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's trounced in Europe on the regular. <laughs> but he just feels like we've brought in players who know what they're doing. and Because like, Kamara, it didn't look like he's first started it today. No. You could have said, you could have been quite forgiven for thinking like, oh, has he played 100 games for Leeds because yeah. he was just really comfortable. His experience told, didn't he? He didn't, shot, he didn't shot particularly through, do anything where you went, wow, it, that was amazing, but he just just won the ball, passed the ball, good, just yeah. good. Just, just good all, mid- all of it was steady and just efficient, look, Just looked it? like yeah. an absolutely normal good midfielder. Byram as well. Byram's just knows great. what he's doing. He just, any, there was a, a moment, it's a really tiny thing, but he, he read how one of the Watford players was going to clear it, so he just moved his foot and blocked it. Yeah, and that kind of thing would have sent Rasmus Christiansen's brain would have exploded. He was, I no idea, <laughs> no idea what was coming, what was about to happen, and maybe that's you know maybe there's a difference. The Premier League is much harder, and I don't know maybe fullbacks in the Premier League think much faster. So this, uh, you know, that Byram is only up against some Watford player that he's got to read, but just always in the right place, always. And it's a little bit like that with the the patience thing uh, before. Is Byram's pretty good at just deciding whether to go should I try a ball into Peru or should we try and attack from here or just need to keep the ball a little bit Kamara back to Melier whereas Christensen down the line even though we didn't have any fucking wingers <laughs> again and again and again and again so I was getting that before so like, just a, yeah, with Dan James we went wide and crossed it in for a centre forward Imagine just it works we know yeah. it works but you know we know, you know the goals are in the middle I watched Dan James kick it from the side to the middle we're still really imperfect like first half Dan James was a bit frustrating at times as well because he did another one of those things I did not see any replay obviously but he did another one of those trying to win a penalty things which he does sometimes and I just think oh just just try and cross it sometimes or mm. shoot Jamal Lewis because that pass it was a really good ball from Peru down his it was a lovely through ball outside of his boot wasn't it but it was around the outside of Dan James mm. as well so he was having to get across it so that he could come back in and Jamal Lewis did effectively just barge into the back of him mm. there wasn't he was miles away from the ball it wasn't a, a challenge for the ball it was just there was a little bit of because Jan I think the reason it wasn't given was uh, Jan Dames was also kind of <laughs> Mm. moving in towards him. But uh, it could have been a penalty quite easily. Um, James also set up that chance for Ruter in the six-yard mm. box with a beautiful little Pablo-esque, I'm saying it, um, reversed chip into the penalty area in the six-yard box, which I think is probably what made it more difficult for Ruter because it was bouncing in the six-yard box and it's just like it would have taken some Daniel Farker level of control to bring that down before the goalkeeper was should we, uh, should we admire that? Because that was absolutely stunning. Farker killing the ball. The Farker ball, yeah. Mm. The uh, the way that yeah. he just... He was giving it full uh, Steve Evans to South Stand and Cop at full time as well. Mm. I hope LUTV caught that because it needs a replay. Yeah, I think they filmed the game. They just didn't bother showing it to anybody. Right. I don't think this is necessarily their fault so much as whatever's going on in the server room. But uh, anyway, by the by. It's funny though. Uh, yeah, let's get into some of the details. It's a good then. job none of our live streams ever go down. That's why it's so easy for us to throw shade. Of course. Um, details then, to the details. Another clean sheet is one of the important things. Another building block, isn't it? And a really, really good save by Melier at the end. I know it wouldn't have mattered as such, but it's nice to keep a run of yeah. and it's, clean sheets. It, must, it nice. must be easy for keepers to switch off as well. Under that, you know, When we're so dominant going forward, you know, that late in the game, just to not quite be on it, but absolute credit to him for the fact that he was. Yeah, nice to keep Carl Darlow sitting down as well. Just mm. just in case, after the Salford game, I'm still a bit glad mm. Melier is continuing to be good. But, and you see in him 
a player growing in confidence again, much like like Ruta. But, um, goals, then let's do the goals. Well, just on that, Go on. like Melier's got, how many is that? Four consecutive clean sheets? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then compare that to, uh, yes, yeah, so Melier, three and almost today. Um, but he got it in the end, three and a bunch of clean sheets in a row. And then he pulls off that save and compare it to last season when every single game, it was just shot after shot at him. They're all going in, conceding six and five and four and just they looked like he was having a nightmare and just like nothing would would be saved ever. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, better. Mm. Things, yes. Do, do the good things. Do more of those. And we did. Yeah. We scored thrice. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So should we get into the goals then? Goal number one. Talk me through it from your perspective. Hmm. Can I remember it? Yeah, I can. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a nice turn in yeah. midfield, wasn't it? Running through. Absolutely opened it up, didn't he? He did. I think. Yeah. He did that a few times today, didn't he, Bruce? Just, just mm. turning on the ball in midfield, which is where you can you can sort of justify him playing the deeper role and switching with... Because I don't, I'm don't. i still not entirely sure who should be playing up front out of him and Piro. They, they both look like they're good at certain aspects of it and they're both good at certain aspects of the deeper stuff, but I'm not completely sold on either of them, if you know what Do I mean? Do you think but, 2023, we might be playing two false nights? Should we add a third? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's a false seven, isn't he? Yeah. Because that's what he wears. A seven strikers. We should mention that, actually. Um, Shouldn't we? The mag. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll go get one. Uh, No, no, no. Moscow, sit down. He's going to press a button. Sit down. I'm going to press a button. Sit down. Look at that. If you're on the live stream, you will see the cover. Unbelievable hard is the cover today of the square ball with Daniel Fark. Many Daniel Farkers on the front and uh, on sale today on the road and at thesquareball.net, we should say. Yeah. Does that make it clear that it's a magazine? You, you don't. You're not displaying a picture. <laughs> yes, you get more. It's not an NFT. I mean, you can cut the you can cut the front off the magazine, throw the back of it in the bin if you want. If you just want a picture. <laughs> but yeah, he he then knocked it out wide to James, who put in a lovely ball. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Just as he does, as we know reliably he does, he's all about end product. Top of the assists, to. top of the assists table, says Ed. Which of us, yeah, comments on screen right now, top of the assists table. And it helps. I mean, that does count the one at fucking last week. So it's still an assist. <laughs> but the thing he is, he was there to put, to throw his body onto it, wasn't he? And it, in, put his in body on the line. Defensive Dan James previous, like having a striker in the middle to cross it to helps as well. Because yeah. you can hit that same ball, and if there's not someone there, everyone goes, what are you done that for? That's, yeah. that's absolutely, that's a shit ball. But yeah, just having someone there to tap it in. And it's the, the Jack Harrison problem. Mm. <laughs> and with, with Piro, it's just, I just like his his presence. I just like the way he just keeps scoring. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's just, he's just there. He just seems to be there at the right time all yeah. the time, doesn't he? Just, if he taps in 30 goals this season, I'll be pleased. Yep. See, we were saying that about the whole game, weren't we? Because he was quiet in that and didn't really impress and then got taken off. And I have a feeling, you know, Farker was saying it and I, he was probably right. Um, well, he was right because I was thinking the same thing. But, um, <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> with half an hour to go, you wouldn't have bet against Peru or Leeds doing what we did to uh, Watford today against Hull if it stayed 11 against 11 and that referee hadn't decided to throw his muscles around um, where we just out of nowhere Peru scores with mm. half an hour 25 minutes left and and yeah so if he keeps up so he's now got four goals in how many games six. has he played? Six games? Who? Piro? Yeah He's got five now hasn't he? Four or five? I've lost track <laughs> I thought it was four and six but I might be wrong One at Ipswich two at Millwall one today Four. 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 And that's in six games? Yes. Yes, let's say yes. And then, so we... Live I, maths with the square ball. I worked that out that after the whole game. That if he kept up his scoring at that rate, he was going to get another 30. And also, if he just scored in every other game, which is the thing he, he has done, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. So, um, then th- that would be minimum, whatever, 42 divided by, because there's only 42 left, <laughs> divided by two. 21. <laughs> it's lots of goals. It's enough goals. Yeah, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. Top scorer in the Champo has got five. Several players have got five. He's got four. I'm happy with that. That's good, isn't it? Mm. I think Rutter will get more as well. He will. He will score more goals this season. I've, I feel convinced. Goals and assists as well. So he's got. Um, he got the assist for Anthony. If we're skipping the goals ahead, he should have had that one against um, Millwall that Dan James kind of flicked, and then he did mm. get. And he got the assist on the other one, didn't he? The yeah. first one, I think. And then he scored. <laughs> there, have been, there have been so many. Let's talk about goal number two then. Let's Pookie, get Pookie, I'm just looking for reference. Pookie got 29 in that first uh, Norwich promotion season. So it's, it could happen, so, couldn't it? Yeah. Four yeah. and six. What does that work out to them? I think that's the maths that I did that got him to about 30. Yeah. It's enough. Yeah. Right, I'm it's, enough, it's enough goals. Brackets round that. Second one, just a classic Leeds United oh. scoring off a corner, wasn't it? Yeah. You're right, 30 is the number. Sam Byron rising like Matt Heath. Mm, I, was, I was marking Matt like, Elliott is it them, Matt Heath or Matt Elliott Heath, it's Matt Heath, Heath. Them, um, them defending like Leeds United as well Sam Byram because I've watched him head it in his body shape was great on it it was like a real text but if you if you could take a still at the top of his jump mm. it's like a still from like Royal the Rovers or something is mm. that if you're drawing someone heading a ball because he's got his he's got his arms out and he's just yeah just poised to head it towering towering but then you, yeah. you, you can see it again and you go that marking's awful <laughs> he just completely <laughs> strolls in there was um, Watford had their physios were kind of hovering in the build up to that um, corner. I don't know if one of their players was complaining about being injured, but they just kind of shrugged and went away just before the corner was taken. So I think they may have been defensively awry. Mm. But um, you're right, Byram. I think the sort of the Roy the Rover stuff since he comes back, he has looked. He's had the look of a sort of like a experienced cartoon footballer from the 1950s mm. or something. Or I think it's just the 
the demeanor that he has and just the face that he looks like he's maybe he's like he's come back from a a, a motorcycle accident you know, it's like he'll he'll never play again um and he used to be a, like a i know he didn't in real life but like a hot shot striker and it's mm. like oh what's he going to do he's like, oh well he can he can cope at right back and then he's going to score 40 goals from right back and um marry his childhood sweetheart well, he already learnt piano. All so. this little throwback stuff. It did make me feel a bit younger. Sam Byram scoring again. I did you enjoy uh, Liam Cooper firing like long ball that he controlled on his chest? That was oh. taking me back. To, I mean, I don't know how often that have happened in like 2014, but mm. certainly they were both here. Just to address the Piro Piru thing, by the way, there are a number of people in the YouTube comments saying it's Piro, not Piru. Well, they're announcing it in the stadium as Piru um, on the on the P on the PA the PA. Um, the same Peru, aren't they? And they're saying it on like LUTV and stuff like that. So maybe that's, is that how the Dutch pronounce it? Hearing a lot of Peru and you'd think somebody from Leeds probably would have asked him because they could talk to him, can't yeah, they? Yeah, they've got access to him. Yeah, yeah. if you're Bryn Law, you're going to have a word. And just yeah. like, Joel, how do you pronounce your surname? And he'll say, oh. Not my, telling you. Mind you, if the midweek commentator on I follow for Hull. Missilia. Yeah. Yeah. possibly follow that. Um, Although that is why that um, Jonathan Woodgate's um First name always used to be spelt wrong because somebody had asked him, it's like, oh, how how do we spell your name? And he'd said, oh, it was with two O's, thinking they meant Woodgate. And actually, they'd been asking about Jonathan. Whether, and he was like, so he ended up having an extra O in the spelling of his name for a long time. Oh, there instead you go. of uh, 10118. It wouldn't be completely out of the realms of possibility that they asked Woodgate to write down his own name and, he's, <laughs> and he made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> given his uh, wasn't his wasn't his nickname Village at Leeds yeah, uh, the Village idiot yeah. I thought Nigel Martin was Village oh was he I yeah. thought it was Woodgate I think yeah Woody, just stick with Woody wouldn't you I suppose so yeah. I suppose so um, sorry yeah goal number two then that was uh, talk me through that was that the router we just have yeah it was corner Dan James no, corner no that was the header sorry yeah I'm header. confusing the, the router involvement in it all yeah sorry goal number three I'm thinking of router had nothing to do with it shameful it... lack of interest in our decisive second goal so they enjoyed celebrating. So it. goal three, oh, go on. And on the first goal, Dan James celebrated his assist with a knee slide. Nice. Ran from the other end of the pitch because he all went and celebrated in the northwest corner, and he ran across. I think somebody, I can't remember, somebody turned to him and was like, "Oh, that was a really good cross, Daniel." And he slid on his knees. He was mm. well happy with himself, which he deserved to be. But then, um, and it came so quickly as well. We didn't have to wait very long for the second goal, so that was nice. So I think the celebrations were all good, and Sam Byram did a bit of a. Um, too many people got around him for him to be able to, to fully Charlie Creswell it but he was he did, did give the badge a bit of a, a tap mm. as he ran as if he was wearing Stone corner. Island hey no I think it was the Leeds badge he was happy about oh yeah yeah. Is that, oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Sam Byram in Stone Island I don't know if that would really be a thing <laughs> um, interesting yeah uh, Jorginho's involvement in that goal was just it was just lovely wasn't it goal three now yeah that's what we're on yeah. um, just made me feel warm and fuzzy inside seeing just the freedom with which he's playing in that move, in that build-up, the crowd responding to it, and people people just enjoy seeing flair and tricks and stuff like that. So yeah, he did he did do that spin on the ball, didn't he, over by the away fans, mm-hmm. by the West Stand, and then got clattered in the first. I've got clattered, but he got up with it, got on with his job, and just to see how happy he is, how much he was embracing the. He crowd did get afterwards. up and get on with his job, and it's not his fault, and this isn't about him. Sorry to interrupt. He went down injured, got some treatment. That's absolutely fine. And then this prick referee Jeremy Simpson just yeah. let him wait, made him stand and wait. Maybe the first thing, like, I'd let him come back on for the free kick because it wasn't his fault he got injured. Took a free kick, won a corner, and then he's still just standing there while it's lining up. And you can see that our players were going, why can't he come on? 
what, and you've got to be careful. You can't. Why can't he come on? And he's like, well, he can't. He just can't. He just can't. And then he sort of waited another five seconds after telling everybody no, and then went, right, I can come on now before the chorus. Absolutely pointless. That guy. They're making him stay off for thirty seconds, aren't they? That's a new directive this year. Why? Because they're idiots. And it would have been longer than 30 seconds because we'd attacked. He might have just forgotten. I all forget. sorts going I, on. I go to Aldi all the time. I get that. I think, what have I come for? He, he was being reminded. Now, that referee, the referee reminded me because um, that was where the frustration in the first half was. It turned from us being really good to the, like, the last 10, 15 minutes were mostly about the referee. Mm. And he'd, you could tell the players on both teams were struggling with him because he he's one of those referees where you know when you're trying to work out what, what a dog wants mm. and they just look you can't do it. He was because they don't speak. I it? made it, yeah. I made a note. Thirty nine minutes. Ref has fully lost it. Yeah, because you, players are going. Is it a throw in? Yeah. And he's just going. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> so, well, is that a free kick? Like, I'm pointing. That, well, who? Which way? Free, <laughs> is it our ball? Their ball? Is, and you just nobody can communicate. It's I like, don't know. All yeah. right, it's really difficult refereeing a game. Do you want your toy? It's like, do you want? Do you want to go outside? Walkies? Do you, yeah. What is it? What is it that you want? I just uh, with tongue hat. <laughs> I was going to say thirty nine minutes. Ref has lost it. Might have been this, the moment when I remarked to my old man and I said, he, was that the first booking maybe? Where, I think where, so. Yeah. I think he booked Ruta around that time. But whoever it was that he booked, it might have even been a Watford player. I can't remember, but he booked somebody just to make a point because I think there'd been no bookings up to that point, even though mm. there probably should have been. And then that was the mo- moment at which the you know the, the dam burst and all the rest of I it. I get the feeling we've said before, or I've said before, that guide dogs should referee. Have we? <laughs> might be more of a you thing. Like, that sounds like something new to That's a you thing rather than us yeah. thing, I think. It doesn't yeah, feel yeah. like something that's never been discussed. I think it's like a common scenario that we've we've decided, like, weighed up the pros and cons. And I, at the moment, after today, I can't see a downside. Mm. Yeah. yeah they Put, might, it, yeah. In Put yeah. it in writing. Put it in writing. Yeah, like the FA now, the AFL and all that. Uh, but yeah, back to the third goal. Uh, Jaden Anthony, I thought, took it really, really well. He did. Uh, and I having tried, having so, tried that already. I was going to say, because he nearly scored a really good goal before. But he did so. He did the oh, build up, the, the nutmeg, the build up stuff was great. Cutting inside, there was a nutmeg in there. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely oh, decent. Yeah, but it was cool. And then he just he tried setting it off to curl in the top corner, but it didn't go wide. Enough. Did, it, went, uh, it went straight. And he, he did take also a very. He's obviously been watching the Mark Rocker corner. <laughs> I was just did, the comment did, is on the screen at the moment. Yeah, Simon, Simon's pointing it out. Yeah, he did enjoy his first first corner. But been very traditionally lead. It used was. To yeah. It. yeah, yeah. It was very he's like he settled in well. Yeah. Just headed out of the near post. One of us now. Some of those corners, by the way, they're good, aren't they, generally speaking? Mm. And he was here last year, and instead we had Mark Rocker just endlessly fucking chipping him to the near post. And also Brendan Aronson and Jackie Harris. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the plan then was always, it was basically whisper, whisper, Jackie takes it. Was, there, was, there, was what always happened last year. But, you know, they were fine young men. We shouldn't criticise. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, three 0 I think it felt about justified, didn't it? We could have had a, even more. I would have say. I would yeah. have had three in the first half, and they they didn't have a sniff until like, late on when it started to get a little bit ragged. Uh, lots of subs happening by that point, but um, they had the one chance at two 0 Yeah, that should have been scored. Yeah, but yeah, well, that happens. Is that that teams happens. Gonna, and then the one at the end was um, yeah, he got around Ailing and just had a, a shot, and it's a big strong hand from there. Spider boy. And I think their overall XG was like 0.18. Um, Pathetic. Mathematicians have refused to calculate it, I heard. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Whereas just, we, we, 2.34. It just brings up an error in Excel. Mm. Is that how they do it? In Excel? It's all just done in Excel? Yeah. Right, let's have a look at the stats then, because I'm, I'm curious about one, one bit where we did, I was slightly concerned we would concede, 
We've not, I don't think we've mentioned it yet. We're in the Seems first half, about eight minutes in, when someone passed the ball to Liam Cooper and people obviously went... This one asked. Liam! One bothered. <laughs> it's behind you! And he just booted it and he nearly went for a corner. Yeah, it looked to me like he got a really late call. Like, yeah. Liam, man on! And he'd yeah. seen, he kind of turned and was looking the other way and then it was passed pretty much straight to him. He saw it coming and then just and turned then he, right away. He like tackled and it into touch. I think he... It was... I don't know if maybe... Because we said this at whole that he looked like he just kind of forgotten what he was doing. Mm. Um... It was like he looked, he watched the ball be, start to be passed to him and then turned away and was like, oh, was that? And, but he went the other way, he went the long way round. Um, yeah, he, but that was all right. He got away with it. He got away with it. And him and I like, so Ampadu obviously was really good again and he's probably going to be one of those players who doesn't get mentioned in that um, respect because he's just automatically good. Um, so the two things to say about Ampadu, one, not frightened of an up and under clearance. Mm-hmm. Good couple of times he did one um, in the first half where he just banged it into touch. There was a moderate amount of danger, and you think maybe play out of this. I think that I think it all ties into the patience at the back as well. That there's nothing. I don't think Farka has a problem if either we're not attacking hell for leather. We're being a bit cautious about it and just thinking things through. And also, if there's a bit of danger at the back and we've, there's some doubt, bang it away. And he did another in the second half where it's like there's. I think it was a Watford had attacked after their corner. And it was proving to be difficult to get it away. So he just put it as high into the sky as he could. Good. Also, and then what would this game have been like if, because the caution is all one thing, and we talked about the crowd getting a bit um, antsy, but we actually went for them really. Like the first 10 minutes, we had mm-hmm. three chances. And if Ampadu had scored that first one, which is really good save from Daniel Backman Turner Overdrive. Is it Turner Overdrive? I think it is. Backman Turner Overdrive, yeah. Got to, got to check the joke after you've done it. Yeah. <laughs> um, if that had gone in we probably what would it have been 8 no let's say so yeah because that seemed to be well, as we've seen now how, what was the gap between the goals at Millwall it's got quite quickly there there were two right? in quick success 77 and 81 I think, I think this is, we used to concede too quickly <laughs> yeah I think this today is, is conceivably how the second half of the whole could have ended up mm. if we'd have just stayed with 10 men and then we should have won 11 men you mean that's what I meant we'd have won 3 nil three times in a week if he'd have just stayed with the level yeah. promoted now, really, wouldn't we? Mm, pretty much uh, on just the diving, verge of it. Just diving into the stats, thanks to the people who've been messaging in the comments as well. Expected goals, um, 2.34 against 0.18. So, yeah. yeah we, I mean, on the... My and, and little, just, sorry, just um, shots inside the box, shots on target. We're talking 10 for both. Plenty there to go at. Expected Game of Thrones, um, 3.25 to 0.05. So that sounds good. That's good. That's good. And yeah. On my little app that I have FOTMOB, it gives, it gives each player a rating. And I think it's the first time in possibly years that every single Leeds player is green because oh, they, yes. they, they all played well and every single Watford outfield player, outfield player is orange because they're all they bad, do you know what that, that is really interesting because I was going to say as a closing thought before we finish the show who would you go for as man of the match because there were so many good performances today Mob have got Dan James on an 8.6 just shading um, Jorginho Ruta into second place 8.4 Dan, Dan James gets that for his two assists doesn't he mm. but I think I'm giving it Ruta because three assist and assist and also he didn't see... Well, Sam Byron did some nice skills. Well, Somerville was also excellent, who we've not really yeah. mentioned, but he just gets fouled an awful lot to Somerville. Mm. Yeah, it's difficult for him to have an end product. Whereas I think that's the other thing that we're learning with Ruter is that for somebody who uh, goes on the pitch in his pyjamas is a strong bugger. Mm. It's not as easy to get... Because Somerville, because he's small, knock him over, it's fine. And you get 
give away a free kick, fine. Yeah, but, but Byron got 8.3 out of 10, by the way. Just, you were saying about his good performance, yeah. Ruter 8.4, James 8.6. You're not rocking, knocking Ruter over too often. Speaking of small, um, oddly dressed people, did you see Willie Nonto on yes, the pitch? Yes, I did. In his dad's clothes. <laughs> it looked for all the world like when like my children who, who are 10 would put on would put on my hoodie or whatever and walk around. He, he managed, I mean, you don't mean he is small. There's no way, there's no two ways around it. He is a small anyway, but somehow he looked, he looked even smaller, did Willie Nonto in normal clothes. Because mm. he, he was a really big hoodie. I don't know if he was just, he's, he needs to be still be in age like 13 to like, 14. Like Tom something. Hanks in big. Yeah, it was, just, his dad's it was suit, just really strange. To yeah, see. He requires, uh, requires surgery, by the way, they've said in the post-match comments. Nonto does. Not because he, of his dress sense. Yeah. No. Ankle. Yeah, front, frontal lobotomy. Stop wearing those clothes, Willie. <laughs> Uh, no, it, just on the ankle, but he should be back hopefully other side of the international break, which is only a few weeks. All oh, right, it is a couple of weeks, so um, hopefully it's not too invasive. Do you want to know who Farker's man of the match was? Um, who will he have gone for? He'll, he'll want to. He'll want to big up someone who, yeah, didn't do. He'll, he's going to say Pascal Strauk. Close or Cooper? No, you're still in the right area. Shackleton? No. Oh, Byram? I don't know. No. Do. Charlie Creswell? <laughs> oh. Uh, if I need to spotlight one player, I would go for Charlie Creswell for his top-class mentality and attitude to keep the pressure on Strauch, Roden and Cooper. Creswell wants, Creswell wants to play, but was celebrating as much as anyone, said Farker. So it's nice man management, that, isn't he's it? Getting, uh, he's getting player of the match for being good at celebrating. Well, they used to, um, when I was back in the ITV days, they used to have some awards. And at least one of them was always given to somebody who'd had too much work to do <laughs> that hadn't been paid properly. Wasn't, for you, it. wasn't you though, was it? Oh God, I never won one. No, yeah. but like normally, like a real junior member of staff who'd who'd been thanks for to, trying out who'd been forced to work like eighty-hour weeks to get something yeah. done that someone higher paid should have done, and they yeah. went, just give them an award and a fifty-pound Amazon voucher. That probably that probably do the job, won't it? How yeah. do you think Fark is going to celebrate tonight? He has told us Ooh. with a glass of Liebfrauermilch. Mm. No, it is a cup of something. And yeah. something else on the sofa. Cup of beer. No. <laughs> cup of tea. Coffee. Coffee. And what? Um, Another cup, or is it a, like a biscuit type device? Mm, biscuits close. Pie. A pretzel. <laughs> People. Some cake. Jaffa, Jaffa cakes. Oh, I was going to say Jaffa cakes. I'll celebrate today with a cup of coffee and some cake on the sofa. Ah. And doesn't he deserve it? Yeah, he does. does. It's, it's interesting just reading his comments about um, Ruta saying as well, Go out there and enjoy yourself, loving the flair, but just don't lose your discipline. Want him to find the perfect balance, but uh, you can't deny that boy his joy today, can you? I don't know if he did anything particularly risky today, and I suppose the third goal maybe because he's um, he was very deep, but it was fine because all the Watford players were he just beat them all and passed it to Anthony and we scored. I can't think of anything else. Was really no, like, there was no show offiness. It's just a player with loads of skill who is actually quite good at using it for stuff and he's doing it in not particularly risky areas it's not like he's yeah. doing if he's if he's doing like little step overs on the edge of his own box or whatever mm. I'd maybe tell him not to uh, Michael Sam's got a question by the mm. way Sam's asking what mug will Daniel Farker use to celebrate tonight for his oh, uh, probably this one oh, it says how, I can't believe you had that one on, uh, just on hand there it says unbelievable hard yeah, where, where could I get that I mean, obviously you can't get that anywhere because it's going to be in such high demand where can you get that you can you know buy from our website thesquareball.net correct bloody hellfire what a happy day then um, more of the same please I could get used to this don't know about you oh, it's just it's just so much nicer isn't it and no, there's no, just no stress in it should we uh, briefly revel um, Middlesbrough 2 Southampton 1 mm. that's fun 
And uh, Plymouth 6, Norwich 2 feels like an interesting score. That was 4-0 at half-time and 5-0 just after half-time is pretty wild. It's a long drive, is that as well, isn't it? Norwich, Norwich yeah. to Plymouth. Also, guess, have you seen the Sheffield Wednesday score? I have, they got, yeah. They lost, didn't they? 3-0 How, did we, not, how did we not beat those fucking losers? Yeah, I guess that's a bit more frustrating than fun. But it's good that Middlesbrough um, keep losing. Mm. Uh, Southampton, sorry, keep losing and now losing to bottom of the league Middlesbrough because mm. that makes me feel better about um, us going up as fucking champions because um, they're supposed to be good and they're not. Whereas <laughs> Preston won again, didn't they? Whereas everyone thinks we're rubbish. And Preston yeah. lost. We were now rubbish. Yeah, Preston lost, did they? I think so. I don't know. I think oh, they won. They? Not, they seem to be unbeaten on my... Uh, oh, are they? One, it was one all at Rotterdam. Oh, they were losing, weren't mm. they? Yeah. Oh, well. Ipswich won, but 4-3 against Blackburn. Another 4-3, the Lunatics. Yeah, so they're a bit crazy. Um... We can, we can definitely go up this year. I've seen nothing in the championship so far that has made me think anyone's any good, apart from us. Maybe Leicester. They do. Not, I'm not seeing them yet. I'm not, I don't count. <laughs> refusing to watch. Nope, not watching. I think that. that's probably wise because um, yeah, they do seem well, like they can, they're pretty decent. If they want to go up in first, fine. Second is more than adequate for me. I'm, I'm, are we all happy to take second? No. Oh. Okay. Right. I'll tell you what. Um, we've gone long and the stream is attempting to fall over so we'll uh, knock it on the head there and bid you farewell but we'll be back I want to go full I follow no we'll because uh, having mocked them for the for their streams mm. going down let's end it right now I think um, and we will uh, we'll bid you farewell but we'll be back it's on actually it glowing red it is glowing red so um, yeah back with Phil warning Monday to talk about this it's like, warning. it's like being in reactor for this oh my god right we'll see you in a bit The Match Ball 